Hi, listeners. Before we get to the episode, I want to take a moment to address the June 24th Supreme Court decision to overturn Roe v. Wade, a decision that stripped away the legal right to have a safe and legal abortion. Restricting access to comprehensive reproductive health care, including abortion, threatens the health and independence of all Americans, a decision that could also lead to the loss of other rights. To learn more about what you can do to help, go to podvoices.help, P-O-D-V-O-I-C-E-S dot help. We encourage you to speak up, take care, and spread the word. Thank you. Welcome to Explorers Wanted. We are a weekly Numenera actual play podcast, except for this week when we are still a die RPG podcast. I will be your well-meaning GM that didn't mean to upset his friends and was just trying to help. <laughs> Ooh, woo, Daniel Anderlich. With me today is Samson Davis. I'm thinking for the next campaign. We go for the hat trick, kill all three of our characters by the end. Ooh, that <laughs> is something we haven't tried before. Alex Finn. I mean, this is weirdly fun because it's <laughs> turned into like this whole it's like an action movie where everybody's going for the same goal, but they have to accomplish it differently. So we'll see who gets to it first. Mm-hmm. And Stace Babcock. Yeah. Wow, I was paying attention. <laughs> um and definitely pressed record before I said recording. Nice. Proud of you. Thank you. Nailed it. Getting better every app. You know what else keeps getting better? <laughs> is it Die Hard Dice and their amazing line of products? Yes, it is. Wow. Die Hard Dice. Look at you go. Making beautiful dice made of acrylic and metal and so many different styles and colors. You should share that with the world. Hey, world, buy some goddamn dice. And when you do, <laughs> use our code Explorers Wanted. You get 10% off your order at checkout and you know, you're just getting high-quality dice for a little bit cheaper. You're supporting your favorite podcast you're listening to right now. It's a win-win all around. Do it for the kids. Tell your friends also to buy dice using that code. Thank you. Or do it to spite the children. <laughs> they wanted those dice, but no, you will get them first. It would be a bad idea to suggest mm-hmm. to the listeners to buy these dice to throw at children. So I'm not going to say that. I'm not going to say to buy the dice to throw at children, okay? We're not supposed to tell people to put them in their mouth anymore. but Ew. And we're not. That's the other thing they can do. Don't eat these delicious looking dice. So who remembers what happened last time when we were rolling dice? I'm going to pick on Stace. Yeah. So we were starting off with Joker meeting a cat with a bow tie named Mr. Tompkins who could talk. The important thing. Imogene tried to murder Jericho, sort of. It was her first instinct. Mm-hmm. But in the end, they had a little bit of a back and forth discussion. That I don't think either one of them felt like went very well. Mm-hmm. And Imogene, well, Jericho walked away first and then Imogene got her boots from the boot store, promised, promised that will never be fulfilled to pay five gold to the store owner for the broken window. They could get it from her undead corpse. She doesn't have five gold, just for the record. Reynard went shopping, got some disguise kits to help with the old disguise in. The team got back together. Mr. Tompkins was kind of an annoying little riddler. What, you think a cat is going to tell it to you straight? 
No. Um, depends on what they like want. It. I feel like Starbucks can be extremely direct in the middle For of the For food. Night. So, yeah. After that, the ambush is set, and Reynard runs out to distract the front two guards. Imogene runs out to distract the back half of the guards. Robin kicks a rock. Reynard runs into the forest. <laughs> and Imogene gets her ass kicked, and she dies. But she doesn't, like, die, die, die. She only, like, mostly dies and becomes a fallen who can grow to four times her size. After that, she sought vengeance. Then she sought new life by going after Robin, who killed her again, but doesn't matter. Because she'll be back. Meanwhile, Reynard also dies and becomes a fallen. So now there's a bit of a supply-demand issue in terms of players to kill. Robin runs away. And now Imogene is on her heels, coming for her. the end. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And Robin, where we left off, Mr. Tompkins has just said, your friends, they're coming for us. Yeah. This seems a little unfair, but, like, I get it. No, actually, I don't get it. I don't appreciate what's happening right now, actually. Yeah, because I don't think you would know the rules with the Fallen that they can take over, like, if they kill you. For whatever reason, your friends just came after you like any other Fallen do. Well, first, Imogene started with going after the guards, and then for some reason, she switched targets. Mm Mm-hmm. So what does Robin do? Could you tell if it was both of them, or is it, like, Imogene's a-coming and Rinaldi's gonna help us? I think it's both of them. Okay, so I need to find Jericho, right? Because... Who's Jericho? He's the last person in our group. He kind of designed this world. Really? I have notes. I mean, he hasn't fully designed everything, so it's kind of filled in the blanks, I guess. Hmm. Well... If you want to find your friend and not get caught by other friends, you should probably keep running. Oh yeah, we are parkouring the fuck out of this. Where's Robin heading? Well, now that she's been told that they're after her, she's not going to go to the hotel room. Because that seems a little obvious. Mm-hmm. <gasps> Ooh, she's going to head for Mayor Lemur's house. The Barons? Yes. <laughs> no, call Mayor Lemur to his face, please. Okay, so you can head towards Baron Lemur's house. Imogene and Renard. I mean, you guys obviously saw Robin running off, so you know what direction she ran in, so that's the way you guys are going. Or at least that's the way Imogene started off going. Renard is going to change shape again, because that's what he can do with his new fallen status. Mm-hmm. He's going to change into about an owl. He's going to take flight, and he's actually going to follow Kala. Ooh, okay. Because of the mass differential... You're a really fucked up looking owl. Like, you're way bigger than you should be, but it's still a good facsimile except for the eyes. Yep. If somebody, like, knew owls, you know, they'd be like, that is way too big an owl. That is unnatural. But you start flying off following Kala. Kala gets back to the city and seems to kind of, like, head over to the same corner that she met you guys at. Okay. Then I am going to uh, land in a nearby alleyway, change shape into something more humanoid. I like to imagine that Reynard can hide his fallen nature in shape change, but when he looks like himself, he looks like a fallen, like, very much explicitly. Yeah. So he changes into his normal humanoid form, throws a cloak over his head, and then he's going to go talk to Kala. Okay. Before we resolve that, I just want to know where Imogene's going. Renard flew off. 
They're like city walls and stuff, right? Yeah. So... And I would say it's fair that at some point you realize, like, you may not have seen her change direction, but at some point you realize Robin must have changed direction. Oh. And headed back towards the city. Yeah, yeah. She can shrink, and that's how I'm thinking. That's how she gets into the city. Mm-hmm. I think she will... What time of day is it? It's still the night. Oh. Then I guess she'll work her way up to some dark corner near the walls and shrink. She's going to just try to skitter inside when no one's looking. Robin definitely was heading in the direction of the city. I don't think at this point you could tell like exactly what it is, but it seems logical that she would go into the city. Okay. And she definitely has like her cloak hood up and all that jazz. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Just because Robin had such a head start yeah. on you guys. So, yeah, you slip into the city. No problem. So, Renard, you approach Kala. Kala? Oh, is that you, Renard? Things looked messy back there. I wasn't sure if you guys would make it. We didn't. Do you have the jewel? I do. She reaches into a pouch and pulls out a glowing, clear jewel that nonetheless sort of has an aura of green around it. Let's hope it's the right one, and Renard will go to take it. It was the only magical jewel in there, so, or at least that I saw, so hopefully it does the job for you. Excellent. Thank you for getting it. I recommend you keep your head down for a while. Yeah, I don't think the uh, Baron's going to be too happy us disrupting one of his shipments. The Baron's not the one you need to worry about. And without explaining it, Reynard's just going to walk away. Okay, cool. I like that. Reynard goes back to the alleyway, owl form again, up in the sky, and then I think he's going to kind of circle the city, looking for the inevitable destruction that Imogene is going to wreak at some point. Okay. And that's that's where I'm going to stay in. Okay, so Imogene is being stealthy. So I'm going to say, Imogene, until you do something, like, actively odd, Renard won't see you. Okay. So, Imogene, you're in the city. I think she's listening for Robin's parkour yelps. (laughs) (laughs) Even running for her life. (laughs) I think she's, like, got them a little bit toned down, like, parkour! Mm-hmm. And Robin, since you had a head start, I would say that you're at the Baron's estate now. She's going in. Through the business entrance, or are you knocking on the personal entrance? It is night. Would she know that we just robbed the Baron? Or tried to? Yes, because... You're disguised. Yeah, you guys were disguised. It was very clearly a wagon with his seal on it. Okay, she's going up to the personal entrance and knocking on it. Okay. It takes a little bit, but then it's answered by a servant, a woman in maybe her early 30s, wearing pretty formal attire. Yes, can I help you? I have urgent news for the Baron regarding his shipment. Deliveries was attempted, but... What was attempted? Delivery. They tried to deliver it, but um, there were some bumps in the road. Just bumps in the road? I, I don't know if that qualifies as an emergency enough to get the Baron out of bed. People-sized bumps? people-sized bumps that move towards things. Oh, that kind of disruption. She looks up. He's with his concubine right now, but um, why don't you come into the sitting room and wait? Perfect. The sitting room, not the concubine. Yeah, the sitting room for you. Boss. And the servant goes up the stairs, like clearly dreading it because she has to interrupt this time to deliver this message. Who knows? Maybe she'll just stand outside the room and wait for the noise to die down. That's what I would do, honestly. Mm-hmm. You get to wait. There are actually some weird pamphlets sitting in the sitting room on a table. They look like 
like handmade pamphlets that people have that are circulating, things like that. You know, the equivalent of medieval zines that people are putting together <laughs> to amuse yourself with while you're there. Meanwhile, Mr. Tompkins just like drops down the ground and begins grooming himself. Imogene, you don't hear any sounds of parkour. Is the master known to live somewhere? I don't think you would know. <laughs> that wouldn't have been any context for your previous campaign. So where in the city, like, is she? Like, what is she near? Where would Imogene go in the search? I feel like at this point, she would probably stake out the hound's tooth. Or if that's what's called, right? Hound's delight. Yeah, I think that's what she's going to do. She's going to go stake it out. That seems legitimate. You're staking out the hound's delight. Are you staking it out inside the Hound's Delight or outside? I want to say she is... I mean, what is the, like, entrance window situation? I mean, so it's a pub. Like, if you wanted to go in there, you could probably find a seat that's near the window to see if anybody's approaching. Although, from the outside, like, you're probably going to see in just, like, the first few tables unless you're, like, really up close to the window. I think she wants to try to take a higher view... Okay, so you want to, like, climb the building or something like that? Like, climb a building across the street, or, like, she's trying to watch the entrances and exits, like, all, as many potential entrances and exits as she can see. That's fair. Give me a strength-based roll. Difficulty is zero. Five, three, two. You get up the wall. Cool. So she hangs out. And you're on top and staking up the area. Because you are on top of a building, Renard, you're definitely going to see somebody suspicious that seems to be watching that that may or may not be imaging. Oh, she shrinks. How small? Uh, it says I can shrink down to a tenth of her size. Okay, but that's in the range of like an owl's prey, so I think he could still see you. Oh, that's fair. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I forgot he was an owl. Yeah. So, Renard, you'll definitely see something humanoid-shaped, but the size of like a really delicious rodent. <laughs> <laughs> hanging out on top of the building, watching the hound's delight. Mm -hmm. I think there's maybe some instincts that kind of steer him to take a closer look, but then seeing that it's Imogene, he comes back to himself and silently lands behind her. Okay, so yeah, you land next to Imogene. Then I change it to my humanoid form and then just like kind of politely cough just to tell her that I'm there. Oh, I thought she was gonna eat her. It'd be funny. I want to say she like jumps in surprise and like in her surprise... I don't know, forgets to stay shrinky. So she, like, pops back up full size. <laughs> it's disgusting sound. Oh, by yeah. The way. Like the bones and gristle sounds as she changes shape. Like, you're not sure where she's folding all this meat in order to get that small. And it keeps, like, going on just a little longer. Like, every time you think, like, yeah, it must be done now, it's just, like, a another second or two. Yeah, and it's, like, uneven, right? Like, so, like, even, like, the head size, like, you can see, like, part of the head increases and the other one's, like, slowly... So, like, her head goes first and she just, like, tips over. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, that... Do you remember Tim Derringer? I think it was, uh, 11th grade English class. He would start every class by popping his spine both sides and it sounded like a machine gun. Oh! I was that kid, by the way. That was was me. (laughs) That doesn't sound healthy. Uh, it felt great. <laughs> but uh, Imogene, that was that was what that was that, but like worse on so many different levels. Get down. Stake in the place. I, do you think Jericho is gonna be here? Or Robin. Doesn't really matter to me. Oh. Robin might not have been even voting to leave. Well, she said she was gonna go with majority, so I guess since Jericho is gonna wanna stay, yeah. they're gonna stay too. Mm-hmm. So would you decide which one 
you're going to go for? I mean, if they both want to stay, maybe they can take this fallen form and we can go. Yeah, I'm saying. So I guess I'll take whatever one is willing if we can talk to them. But I also don't think that, one, I don't think Robin's going to come back here if that's what you're waiting on. I just didn't know where else to look. I was hoping to see her or you. I don't know where else she would go. Do you tell her at all where you've been? Eventually, when I remember that, that's where I was. I didn't see anything break or get destroyed while I was flying around, so I I honestly have no idea where Robin could be. What about Jericho? How could we find? I don't know how much Jericho knows. I Oh, that reminds me, though. I do have the jewel. and Here's the thing. If they vote to stay, we got plenty of time. We don't have to do anything too reckless. Wait, what do you mean? If they vote to stay, we have time. What, if they decide to stay and we kill them, then don't we get to vote? I don't think there's a second vote. So I think we're now basically racing against Jericho to find Robin. And then if they vote before we can find them, then this is forever. But I do have the magic jewel now, so that's something. Is that helpful to us? I mean, if we can, maybe if we end the quest, we can draw Jericho out. Mm. And then we can talk, whatever that ends up looking like. I just don't know if that means we have to go all the way back to Brewer to do it. So one thing, it doesn't help our fallen right now. I know. But you guys did complete a quest. Pretty significant one. Most significant one for this little mini campaign. So something to keep in mind. The fallen don't have to make a decision right away. Robin doesn't need to make a decision right away. But I think you could all take an advancement if you wish. Ooh. I don't think we get a lot of options in this first advancement. No, the first advancement's fairly straightforward, but... You mean I have to get out the data, damn it. <laughs> for our listeners, the advancement mat or track for player characters is an unfolded d20 and your advancement path depends on sides that abut each other in all those triangles i kind of know what i want to do just because it's for a god binder the next advancement is just take another level in god Mm -hmm. and if i can i'd like to take a level in the fate god when or if you become a god binder again assuming that you can oh that's right i can't access my shit Mm -hmm. damn it yeah. Oh, never mind. You need a kill before you can access it. But. <sighs> I thought I was... Okay, never mind. I don't know what I level up in then. Just so you know, Alex. Mm-hmm. Your advancement that you have to take is Clown School. Oh, cool. There is a list of abilities. You can choose a single ability. Okay. No, Imogene. That was Baron Lemur's card. Think we can do anything about with that? Is that anything? You want to go to see the Baron or what? I don't know even I don't even know what we tell them. I mean Baron's the only other place we've been, so Well we've also been to the split eggplant. Yeah, I don't I guess so. I mean might have kind of burned our bridges there. What do you think I don't think it's worth staking out, do you? I don't know. You think we could go in and tell the Baron, hey you we saw your like we saw a shipment come in, get destroyed. Is there anything we could help with? Like I mean how do you know that the Baron's not just gonna take one look at us, be like, Yep, that they're falling. It's true. Bernard will kind of sit up a little bit and be like, you know, we could also just go fucking wild on this city. That would probably draw Jericho out, right? That's true. We'd have to do, like, hit and run stuff, because if we had too many guards, we'd just keep dying. True. Do you want to start with the statues? Yeah. Some vandalism? Robin, you've been waiting for a good 30 minutes, and... You know, you've exhausted all these, like, single-page pamphlets before the Baron, you can hear the sound of keys jingling as he approaches, and he steps in wearing a bathrobe with a 
wide V down, sort of revealing his very hairy, sweaty chest and his sweat-dappled brow as he wanders in and says, I hear you have news for me of an urgent nature. Well, first of all, good on you. That is great stamina at your age. And the shipment? Oh, it was ambushed. I was just, like, walking my cat, this Mr. Tompkins, and I saw it get ambushed by a group of people. A group of people? Yes. And where did this happen? Well, there's this hill out there near the woods. It's covered in, like, shiny rocks. I honestly don't know. I'm not really a rock person. So it was ambushed by these people? Yes. Did they take the shipment? I think they didn't take the whole shipment. That's something, at least. I think should have been carrying uh, tax levies and other special cargo. Well, you should probably send somebody to check your inventory list or whatever they're called. Do you know anything about these figures that ambushed it? They seem to be fallen. Well, they became fallen. I was going to do something, but it was like... There's one of me, several of them, and then your guards killed them, so... Well, two out of the three of them. So, I just came to tell you. They're also after me. Why are they after you? Honestly, I think it's just because I was there and I had a slip. Interesting. Well, wouldn't you want to get the person who saw you try and do a crime? I suppose. So, I thank you for this notice. I assume you want something in return. Mm, temporary protection. From Fallen? We never have Fallen in the city. I think you're about to. For how long? Until I find the last member of my party. That is very vague, but honestly, I'm in a good mood, if you will. I would hope. <laughs> Miranda will set you up with a room. Now, if you don't mind, I must return to my evening's activities. Have fun. Hydrate. He turns and strides out. The servant comes in and, like, he gives some direction to the servant that you saw before, who's apparently Miranda, and she leads you up to a guest room. We always have some of these for, like, visiting dignitaries and whatnot, but, you know, here, at least in the estate, you have access to the Baron's defenses. Just what I needed. Thank you. Yep. Breakfast is at 6.30 a.m. Oh, 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 God. She makes a face of, oh, my God, why? Have a good night. And when you go in, you do find that there's a very lovely bed and a plush bathrobe in the closet. And the sheets are definitely very soft. Like, it's very high thread count fabric. Like, very unusual for this kind of world. Produce this kind of fabric would have required intense work or access to technology that you didn't think was part of this fantasy world. And, of course, Mr. Tompkins immediately jumps up on the bed and positions himself in the most inconvenient spot and curls up. Oh, oh, okay. I'm just gonna work. I just... She works around the cat to make sure the cat is comfortable. Yeah, so Mr. Tompkins watches you like scooting in and clearly trying to do your best to make space for him. And then at the last minute, just when you get, like, get to a spot that should be okay, then he jumps down from the bed looking kind of offended and wanders off to a corner for a while and starts grooming himself. So I should make myself comfortable and you'll find your own way in bed? Don't make it weird. Okay. Okay. Robin settles down. Okay. So, Reynolds and Imogene, you're at the statues. Reynolds is going to turn into a woolly mammoth and try to knock it down. 
Starting with the master statue, we're starting there. And Imogene will grow to four times her size. And for a brief moment, she strikes the exact same pose as her statue to be funny. But then she starts helping with the master statue. With the two of you working together, you're definitely going to be able to knock over the master statue. So you knock that down, it falls down, and the head breaks off the neck. And just a quick check, does any magic item fall out with the statue? No. Just making sure. Next one. Like bowling pins, knocking them over. Mm -hmm. Okay. As long as you keep working together on the statues, you guys don't need to roll. So you've knocked them all down when you hear Jericho's voice from behind you that says, What are you doing? Imogen goes for him immediately. Okay. Go ahead and roll. His defense is zero, so it's a difficulty zero. Do I get the extra die because I'm so big? Yes. Or three, three, three. And she is going close. Okay. So that is one hit against his guard. Bernard, are you doing anything? I'm going to shift form to a panther. I am just going to support Imogene here. I'm not going to attack Jericho for my own purposes. Does that make sense? Jericho looks like Starly. He's like, what the hell happened to you guys? We played the game. So he is going to try to cast a spell. So with one success, a wall of stone erupts from the ground in between you. It's not particularly sturdy stone. I think it probably wouldn't last like one of your guys' hits. And you hear like a chink of metal somewhere as he does it. I'm going to knock the wall down and try to. Okay, give me a strength roll. Difficulty is zero. Six, five, five, one. You definitely knock it down. Yeah, so you knock it down and you've got a special. Oh, she wants to squish him with her toe claws. Okay, so you see the rocks landing on him. You see his body get crushed for a moment. Oh. And then you hear another chink of metal. And all of a sudden he's standing 20 feet away undamaged. Oh, that rat bastard. I have a side note question. If rocks fall and Jericho dies, does that count as a killing blow? Because I feel like it doesn't. Yeah, I think it does. It's an improvised weapon at that point. I mean, she did it. She knocked it on him because it was a special. Yeah, it's pretty vague in the rules. If it's the killing blow, I think is the thing. The crazy thing, though, is that means that Fallen could kill steal from each other. Yes. I know. Mm -hmm. Isn't that hilarious? I'm very excited right now because I'm just like, what's happening? Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, so Jericho goes, guys are crazy. Murder? You're already at murder? Imogen's still running at him. She's not slowing down. Yeah. Renard? Uh, Renard is going to rush toward Jericho as well and try to, uh, like, bite his leg and try to restrain him. Mm. Okay, so give me a strength based roll. So, here's what I'll say. If your goal is to restrain him as opposed to doing damage... This will be in lieu of damage, unless you get a special. Okay. In which case, you can have the best of both worlds. Mm-hmm. All right. Um, that's a two. That's a four. So I have a four. Okay. So you manage to get your teeth into him and restrain him. It's like, are you guys insane? No, or you're dead. I just... <laughs> I, I just wanted I, I didn't expect oh my god and then uh, I guess it's Imogene's turn yeah she's gonna claw him again okay so that's a strength based roll five four three one okay so that's two successes okay so yeah you claw at him he gets a slash across his body is he poisoned you need a special to poison him oh okay 
So, did you get a special Samson? No, you didn't. No. You had... Okay. Because I think your teeth would work the same as the fallen mm-hmm. claws. Okay. So, let's see. What is Jericho gonna do? Actually, Dan, just so you know, my form changes until I attack. Because I wasn't going for damage, do I still retain that panther form? Or... I think you can hold him that way. Yeah, I think you're still the panther form right now. Okay. You hear another chink of metal. And he says, I didn't want to do this. And you see, sort of coalescing out of shadows, a gigantic creature with the face of a dog that is clearly undead. And it begins stalking towards you guys. It's something that can only be described as a gigantic ghoul. And it is going to attack Imogene. Okay. So that would be one damage against your guard, but they got a special, so your next action suffers a disadvantage. And now it is Imogene's turn. Go for Jericho. Okay. So he's restrained, which gives an advantage, but you've also got a disadvantage from the ghoul's attack. So negates itself. So you're back to your strength rolls. Oh, okay. Six... Three, three, two. Okay, yeah, so you hit him for one, and he is poisoned. He's going to lose one health per round unless they pass a contest. Did he jack his numbers up? How much health does this guy have? (laughs) Well, he also had guard. It's Renard's turn. Renard is going to shift to his humanoid form, kind of showing how he has fallen. And if I can, can I still, like, restrain him, like, get an arm behind one of his shoulders? Yeah, because you're changing shape, give me a strength roll to see if you can... Do it. No problem. It's difficulty zero. Five and a six. Okay, so you've got a special with that when you're restraining. Oh, it's a good special in this case. A wire gets caught in him? I mean, that might, well, that's not really an effect. No, I mean, like, a wire gets caught in Jericho if you're restraining Jericho. That's going to take a while to pull out. Like the claw effect, essentially? Yeah. It's the claw effect. It's the poison thing. But I don't think you can really be double poisoned in this. Yeah. Oh, 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 I see. How about this? For the next round, since he's a strain, can he be, like, taken by surprise that he can't, like, cast a spell? He can only do, like, mundane actions? It's kind of a lot for the master. Okay. Because that's like saying, like, the master can't do anything. Right, okay. Can I limit him? Like, can I can he be so surprised that he can't do, like, the complex stuff? Yeah, you could give him a disadvantage. Okay, all right. Let's call it disadvantage then. Okay. And then, still on this turn, Reynolds will whisper in Jericho's ear, like, you could stay here forever. You just need to take the fall. Oh. Interesting. Okay. I think he's still going to do something first. Mm-hmm. He teleports out of your reach and appears 20 feet away. There is no metallic clink, though. Did he just cheat? You want to challenge him on cheating? I know that that's a thing just because I looked through the book. How can Reynolds... So, the way it works is... If you think he's cheating, there was no metallic clink, which means he doesn't use one of his automatic cheat tokens on this. So those metallic clinks are cases when he's doing things to break the rule. He gets a certain amount of cheat tokens each session. And once he uses those up, it's back to he's either following the rules or he's cheating. Mm -hmm. If you think he's cheating, what will happen is I will take the D20. I will put it in one of my fists and you will guess which one it is in. It's a 50-50 chance. (laughs) Okay. If you choose right, then if he's cheating, the powers that be get involved. If you choose wrong, whether he's cheating or not, you don't know. I do this to Max all the time. <laughs> I think, yes, I would like to challenge him on that. I just don't know how to 
do that in universe. Am I the one challenging? You don't have to. This is this. You can say, "Is he cheating?" Like as if you're the persona in this moment. I would like to challenge him and on if he's cheating or not. Here are my hands to make it easy. You've got the ring to know which is my left hand and which is my right. I'm gonna pick a ring hand. That is a D10. Fuck. Bum, 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 bum. He might have been cheating. He might not have. You don't know. But he's 20 feet away and he is turning and running. In the meantime, the ghoul is going to swing at Imogene again. They only got one success, which your defense cancels out. So they miss you. Right. And it is now Imogene's turn. Jackie time. So Jericho is a short distance away and he is running. She's running him down. Okay. I think on this first turn you won't get to him, but there's a chance on your second turn you could get to him and do something. Okay. Unless he does something weird again. Bernard. I would like to transform into a horse and run by Imogene and just kind of, you know, like indicate hop on. Oh, Imogene's big. Imogene's covering ground. Can I transform into a dragon and do the same thing? Dragon's a lot, man. Yeah, but it's also just a mini can. It's just a one shot, Dan. You say this now. And then when we do a, the second, like, mini campaign of Dyer, you're like, well, you let me be a dragon last <laughs> I, Yeah. I'll tell you what. You can be a, a hippo. Close enough. All right. We'll take hippo. The land dragon. Probably just as dangerous as a dragon. Cool. More dangerous. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So does uh, Imogene hop on the hippo or not? Oh, yeah. Yeah. So you guys are racing after Jericho. Jericho is just... Well, no. He's going to try something. Jericho fades from sight. Almost like he's become invisible. Is there a limit to how many times I can challenge? No, I don't think so anyway. Yeah, because I think the risk is completely on the the master if they're cheating. Okay. I would like to challenge if he's cheating. Okay. Ring finger, or ring hand. That is the d20, but he was not cheating. Damn. Oh, suck it! I'm sorry, I don't know why I'm so excited. <laughs> 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 this is exactly what I yell at Max when he gets it wrong. Suck it! <laughs> it's Imogene's turn. Jerko is invisible. That doesn't mean you can't get to him. It just means it's much harder to find him. Okay. How would she try to, like, what did, would she have to do to try to find him? Or is it just a matter of, like, guessing? I guess it may be more of a question of if Reynard can find him since he is driving. Oh. Yeah, I mean, it, it kind of comes down to what you want to do. Like, so you could attack blindly. I would say if he's invisible, you're going to have, like, a difficulty too. Or you could try to do an intellect-based roll to see if you can spot some sort of sign of where he is. I'll do the difficulty too. Okay. Six, two, three, three. Yeah, so that's a failure because you didn't how you get a difficulty too. You swing and it goes wild. For all you know, you just whiff through the air. Yep. Renard. Do hippos have good senses of smell? I smell them out. I'm going to Google this. For hippos? I mean, you would assume so they've got those big-ass nostrils, right? They have a keen sense of smell. All right. Yeah, so they have a keen sense of smell. I would say that would give you an advantage because you're in hippo form. All right. Uh, what's the stat on this? Is this wisdom? Just because that's usually... I think this is intellect. Okay. Um... Well, I mean, you could make an argument for wisdom. My argument is that in 5th edition, wisdom is usually the perception stat. Sure. We'll go for that. It's been so long since I've run anything besides that. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Six, five, four, and a one. You definitely smell him. He's still running. He's still making time, but he is. you can definitely see the alley that he's heading towards. 
As a hippo, you could definitely run faster than a human. Dope. Then, for my special, can I catch up with him and, like, corner him for a moment or for a round? Which is to say, can I give Imogene advantage on her next thing since... Yeah. Okay. So, you do that. The ghoul can't keep up with you guys. The ghouls don't move as fast as you do, so... Who knows when or if that ghoul will catch up to you, because you've got hippo power. On Caladan, you rule by air and sea, but now you have hippo power. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> Jodorowsky's Dune would have been incredible. Jericho's turn. What does Jericho want it to do? Oh, fucking evil. I love it. Jericho becomes visible as he casts a spell. Renard, you feel yourself twisting and shifting in a painful way. Ouch, though. And you feel yourself, like, really feel yourself. And you feel the presence of Loki. And you realize you're alive. What the fuck? Right next to Imogene. I... <laughs> Ron! I, I imagine, like, <laughs> Reynolds, like, returns to his human form with, like, Imogene on his shoulders, just like, wait, hold on. And then, like, cartoon logic, he just, like, falls flat on his face. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, Imogene, the hippo you were riding now becomes Reynolds. I want to say she rolls off. Or more like steps off, honestly. She's four times her own size and gets ready for her attack against Jericho. Okay, it is your turn. Jericho is visible. Difficulty is zero. Yeah. Hey, four, 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 one. Ooh. Wow. Okay, let's roll the marbles. Are you the golden you wound Jericho very badly. You feel it happen. And then all the wounds suddenly shift like in reverse, like they're healing as he casts a spell in reaction. I want to know if he's cheating. Yes. Okay. That bare hand. That is the D20, and he is cheating. I don't even know what that gets us. Samson did it, yeah! so I did it. You see him heal for a moment, and then you hear a strange, almost like computerized like midi melody and you hear this echoing force and you then see sort of translucent like they're almost barely there two of the fair standing there again in their outfits and they're like weird like motorcycle helmets that they wear it's daft punk it's exactly it like it's it's like cyberpunk elves and daft punk and they say the rules have been broken and they flip a piece of fair gold in their hands. It comes down and they look at it as a result. It's a one. Punishment must be met. This is among the things that happen. And Jericho begins screaming. And you see him torn to pieces by the magics of the fair. Like he is split up into a red gooey parts and dropped to the ground. And the fair says, the master is dead. This is among the things that happen. And then they vanish. Imogene says, God damn it. Oh, Reynolds needs to run so fast. Uh, Reynolds is just on his knees a little ways back, just like in shock. Yeah, I mean, because this wasn't like something abstract or anything like that. You literally watched one of your high school friends be torn apart by unseen forces. I guess eventually Reynolds gets onto his feet, goes over to Imogen, just says, now what? Walking straight into the mouth. Like that video of that chick with that dog. Well, you're alive now, so I guess that's up to you and Robin. I don't know why. I don't know why I'm alive. Jericho must have done something, but I... 
I don't even understand what just happened. Why the fair folk? Like, are there rules to this place? Have there always been rules that we were supposed to be following? Yeah, we have character sheets. Where? She pulls hers out of her pocket. I've been looking at this the whole time. Uh, what? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, based off of memory, which is why she had no money. It's a crayon drawing she's made <laughs> after she got there. Well, maybe I can use something to find Robin. And then, since I'm now a proper godbinder again, can I take my level in the Fate God and use the level one ability to get a prophecy? Yes. So who is the fake god in your hand? Yeah. Like with all the gods, this was made when we were in high school. So the fake god is Tommy Lee Jones in rendition of Two-Face. <laughs> okay, I'm not going to try to do the Tommy Lee Jones impersonation. Oh, damn. All right. <laughs> I, I just can't. That's the kind of thing I would have to think about for a long time before mm. I could do it. Especially the Two-Face one. God, I haven't seen that movie in forever. Yeah. forever. So, yeah, the god of fate appears It says... I like your style, Renard. Here's a little something on me. And Imogene, you see Renard fall to his knees and bright light start emitting out of his eyeballs. Holy crap. And Renard, your thing is a prophecy, so tell me the wording on that. Sharp visions of future events, roll wisdom dice pool, number of successes. You can spend each of these successes to either add advantage or disadvantage to any roll for the rest of the count. Oh, are these all? Okay. Yeah, it's more of a combat thing, I think. Damn. Okay. But you know that you've got a level one prophecy ability from them. Like, So for flavor, we can say yeah. the imagery is confusing. It's sharp imagery, but it also kind of strobes in a very staccato way, indicating that there's a lot of uncertainty. But the one thing that's clear is that a voice saying two will get a vote. Okay. Meanwhile... Robin is having one of the best nights of sleep in her life. Yep. <laughs> She's all cuddled up. It's amazing. Yeah, Mr. Tompkins has definitely come over and is curled up on your chest and purring. I feel bad, but not real. Like, y'all just fought and oh, saw something horrible. And Robin's taking a nap. Mm -hmm. This feels exactly like what the fool should be doing, though. Yeah. So since Robin's sleeping, what do Imogene and Renard do? Well, Imogene waits for the light show to end. It only takes a few, it only takes about like 10 seconds. Although to Renard, it felt like far longer. Oh, yeah. Renard blinks his eyes and then looks around, stands back up. Just uh, had a little encounter with God of Fate. Remember Batman Forever? It wasn't great. Uh, anyway, I don't know where Robin is. So I guess, I guess we just wait. It's Robin. So eventually she will make an appearance in some way. A shard of obsidian falls out of the sky and slams into one of the nearby buildings. Goddamn. Oh, okay. I guess we'll deal with that then. Are there other pieces coming? Yeah, the city is being buffeted by a storm of these obsidian shards, like slamming into buildings like massive blades. Shit. Huh. Why do you think that's happening? Because the vote hasn't been made yet. Oh, shit. And Reynolds, I think, will just start calling out Robin's name as we just... <laughs> Start running through the streets. Yeah. Robin! Robin! <laughs> I'm going to say it takes a couple... You're, you're doing that for a couple hours before you get back over to the Baron's estate. And Robin, you do actually hear in the distance people calling your name. Honestly, you were starting to wake up because you heard some like loud like bass thumps somewhere nearby. And for a second, you thought it was just one of your neighbors driving by with their stereo blaring. But like then you remember that you're in this fantasy world. Son of a bitch. She gets out of bed and looks out. I'm assuming there's an amazing view out this window. Yeah, for sure. 
And then you can also see in the distance. So you see Renard walking with this gigantic fallen, but Renard is clearly not fallen. He is clearly alive. You can see that from even at this distance. Oh, shit. They found a cure. And so she's just going to parkour over there. Like, she's assuming both of them are cured. Okay. So you come over there, and as you get closer, you can see very clearly that Imogene is still very much a fallen. Renard is not, though. She stopped short. Yeah. So what now? Robin, we could just talk. We could just talk. She tried to kill me again. I'm leaving. Jericho's dead. Is Did, did y'all do it? I guess he broke the rules and the uh, the fair tore him apart. Oh, that that is unfortunate and not something I wanted to happen. And what do you want? Do you want to go back to the real world or do you want to stay? I don't know. It's not the worst to be fallen. You could stay here, still have your legs, still hang out with Mr. Tompkins. I don't think he'd appreciate the wire. Well, maybe he would, actually. And that would definitely be a lie, because I think Renard would know that the Fallen will eventually... Eventually, they will lose their sense of self. Oh, I did not realize I was lying. Yeah. So if you don't want to say it like that, that's fine. If you do want to say it like that, we should roll a charisma roll. A contested charisma roll, I think. I have a four charisma. (laughs) I have a two charisma, and Reynolds really isn't trying to trick Robin. Mm -hmm. Okay, so how about this? Uh, Being fallen is weird. Do eventually lose yourself, but it's just like life, and at least here, you parkour around. So wait, Imogen doesn't get to come? Only two votes. What is Imogen's comment on that, Mom? (sighs) Imogen being very large. Oh, you know what? She's going to let the discussion continue. She doesn't say anything. Okay. Is there a way we can delay it a little bit and make it so Imogen can come? The three of us? More shards slam into the city. It would have to be really quick. Not unless you got something in your pocket. And then Reynolds is going to pull out the magic jewel and just be like, maybe? And then I I guess he's just going to see what happens if he, like, channels power through it into Imogen. Not really knowing what's going to happen, but just hoping for something. I mean, worst case, Daniel, can I use fool's prep for this? What's fool's prep? Read us the language. Once again, it's loading. Once per session, declare an item you need. If you add a cross to the fool's dice, you get it immediately. Okay. What item are you requesting? I feel like there would be like a revival potion. Like Phoenix Down. (laughs) She's going to be like half dead, but Phoenix Down? That's a lot. I know, but I'll put a cross on my die. (laughs) I know, but it's... It's more like the principle of the thing. I mean, I could go with the other option I was going to go. Never tell me the odds. In any normal game of chance, you never lose. If it isn't a normal game of chance and your opponent are cheating, magical or otherwise, add a cross to the fool's dice to win anyway. So what game of chance are you proposing? That this works? That we can revive Imogene? Mm, so it's not a normal game of chance. But with the fool's prep, though, I mean, you declare an item you need. And I would say in your inventory, you were talking about a revival potion. I I don't think it's exactly a revival potion, but it's something that in conjunction with the gem could be used to potentially help Imogene. We could try it. Quickly, before the rest of the sky falls. Okay. So, who wants to lead the role? What stat would it be using? Yeah. It depends on who you are. So, 
For Reynolds, it would be Wisdom. For Robin, it would be Charisma. I feel like it should be Robin just because this seems like a moment between Imogene and Robin that might be sort of a reconciliation of sorts. Mm. Okay. So, Robin, you will have an advantage on this. So, go ahead and roll me a Charisma-based pool with an extra die because of the magic gem that Reynolds has. Your difficulty is two. Also, narratively speaking, Stace, are you okay with this option? Yeah. Okay. I just wanted to make sure you weren't like, no, I want this different story. <laughs> no, she's she's horny for the murder. She needs to have the murder. <laughs> no, she had a different plan, but this is going the okay. way she wants it to go. I know. I was going <laughs> to say, it's working. Okay, I got five, five, three, four, four. Like, you pour this fluid on top of this magic crystal, and... It channels into Imogene, and you hear Imogene shrinking. It's just as disgusting sounding. Imogene, it hurts this time. Ew. As you fold back down, but then you guys see as the wires almost fade from her skin, and the flush of life returns to her cheeks. And Imogene, you feel Blossom glowing next to you. Well, thank you, Robin. Sorry about trying to kill you earlier. I mean, in your defense, I should have probably had a better plan than rock slide. Mr. Tompkins has caught up with you, by the way, and is, like, cruising between your legs. Well, should we vote now? Yes. Yeah. The game is over. The game is over. The game is over. As you guys all say that, the obsidian pieces stop falling. Mr. Tompkins gives a brief pained wail and a hiss, and then you guys start feeling yourself floating up from the ground, up and up and up, until you're floating higher and higher above the world, and you can see the edges of the realm that you are in, until you can see the entire globe. But globe's the wrong word, because this planet is a massive D20 with one side for every realm. Ah. And then things go dark and you guys are all sitting in Jericho's living room. The smell of cat piss everywhere. <laughs> but Jericho is nowhere to be seen. And with that, I would like to get final scenes from each of you. Let's start with Stace. Imogene grabs all of her belongings and says, well, that was weird, but I gotta go. And she hops in her truck and she drives, she checks the date and time and starts driving like hell to her house to feed her cats and see if she sells a job. Yeah. You've been gone for exactly the same amount of time as you were in world. Great. Yes. She is racing back to her house to feed her cat and see if she still has a job. She probably does because those are specialized machines. Bernard, or Reynolds now, I guess. I think Reynolds leaves the house and then after however much time it takes to kind of deal with what happens when you disappear for a week. Mm -hmm. Reynolds eventually leaves his job and kind of comes back to kind of see what can be done with Jericho's old house. Mm. And I don't know what happens for the rest of his life, but I think eventually he like kind of just goes to work at a gas station and he kind of is just happier there. And then he also just kind of takes responsibility for Jericho's like estate. Mm -hmm. Okay. Robin. Well, she names that feral piss cat Mr. Tompkins. Because <laughs> somebody's got to live on as Mr. Tompkins. Yeah. 
and... They're a real asshole. Yeah. But <laughs> she loves that cat now. And she just, like, whenever anybody's like, can I pet your cat? She's just like, be careful, he's a little spicy. <laughs> All right. And, like, she just goes back to doing what she was doing. I just want to propose one more thing. I want to say, I don't know if the other two pick up, but Imogene calls Reynolds and Robin once a year. She picks up. Yeah. Reynolds picks up as well. I love that. I love that. Based off of your final scenes, I'm going to add one last thing. Reynolds, you're back in town helping with Jericho's estate. You're cleaning out a house. You've been helping with the estate on and off. There are a few things, like, for whatever reason, the house won't sell. And so you've been slowly, like, working your way up to trying to make something back for all the stuff you took on in taking over his estate. Mm-hmm. Which you were oddly surprised to find out in his will it was bequeathed to you. Oh, you were his favorite. Because I could take care of it. I knew what to do with the money. Because you were the only person he could think of that would be able to do it. Because um, he doesn't have any new people. Mm-hmm. Right. They never will. And one day you're visiting the house as you're trying to like go over, okay, what kind of renovation do we need to do now to make this thing sellable on the market? And you hear a clank in the mailbox out front, which is weird because you were pretty good about stopping the mail on a regular basis or forwarding the mail. Mm-hmm. And when you go out and check it, there is a brown wrap package addressed to the house. No name, no return address. <sighs> Not really know what to do. I think he just kind of opens it in the house. You open the house, there's a box inside, and when you open the box, you see sitting in the center of it, D12, D8, and a shitty D6. And that's where we'll end this episode. Sam said something about this episode, or, you know, the die campaign. Any of you guys can chip in on that, I guess, because we just finished. It's just such a cool premise. This whole last episode was just wild. We caught Jared cheating, and he got fucking torn apart. He got torn apart. Mm Mm-hmm. I'm also really happy that we kind of did manage to, like, save Imogene, that it didn't have to be, like, a leave one. Yeah. Oh, Imogene was going to hold the realm hostage by, like, running off with with one of you. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, damn. Just a King Kong situation right there. That's pretty good. That's pretty damn good. There's the only way she can die for real if she stays, if the realm ends. Yeah, facts. And then my overall thing is, like, the premise is fun, this, like, multiple layers of role-playing was kind of fun. And that also, I like that we did really start this off as like an honest-to-God, like two-session, one-shot, and then it just kept going because those first two sessions were a lot of fun. (laughs) Yeah. And I'm glad we got to the fallen bit. I feel like it just added... I didn't know. I didn't read that far, so... Or actually, I think I looked at the fallen, and I was like, that. I don't want to be that character. (laughs) It might be an emotion night. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. Well, I'm glad you guys enjoyed it. Thank you for playing. I was so excited to run this, so... As I mentioned before with the player intrusions, I'm a big fan of the comic. And then after I read the comic, I realized that he'd also created sort of a beta RPG that he had posted online for it with the rules, but I didn't necessarily have time to really grok them. And then when I saw the Kickstarter, I was like, okay, I'll back this and mm-hmm. really, really like what they've done with the system. For our listeners, we're back to Numenera next week. Numenera. That game we play. Campaign two. Campaign two. Ugh. Yes, yes, yes. Gird your loins, because it's coming. So, we have a segment that we do each week called Player Intrusions. That's where we offer you, the listener, an XP to check out something that we think you'd really dig. This week, it is Stace's turn. Stace, what would you offer our listeners an XP to check out? I would offer our listeners an XP to check out Ghosted. 
Ghosted is a movie. I think it's on Apple TV Plus. Oh. It I, I didn't know it was a rom-com when I started watching it. I thought it looked like a badass yeah. spy flick featuring a lady. Turns out it's a yeah, it's a it's a rom-com where Chris Evans plays like a pretty normal dude who gets like too attached to relationships too fast. And then Anna de Armas, if that's how you say it, plays the woman lead and she's a spy. But obviously when she meets him, she's not being a spy. So they they have like a nice date. And then because he is super attached and he thinks she's ghosted him or whatever, long story short, he ends up trying to find her someplace he shouldn't probably have gone and gets caught up in her spy life. And the reason I really like this movie is one, it's super campy. So the action sequences, like, they're super cool and the laws of physics don't really matter. It's like a rule of cool action sequence type of choreography. And then two, she's the badass spy and he's like the farm boy. And it's just like a really cool way to see like that kind of dynamic flipped on its head. But he has his moments as well. So I really recommend you check out Ghosted. It was a very entertaining movie and well worth the time. Hmm. Awesome. Well, if people want to tell us what they think of Ghosted or the podcast, how would they do that, Samson? Go to our website, explorerswanted.fm. On there, you'll see our socials. On Twitter, we are at Explorers Wanted. On Instagram and Facebook, we are at Explorers Wanted Podcast. On Mastodon, we are at Explorers Wanted at Dice.camp. But the best place to talk to us about nerd stuff is our Discord. ExplorersWanted.fm slash Discord will take you there. Additionally, if it is within your means and you're feeling generous, Patreon.com slash ExplorersWanted is a great place to support the podcast. Additionally, use our Dice affiliate code with Die Hard Dice. Get your friends to do it, too. Just tell them, type in Explorers Wanted at checkout, and you get 10% off your order. Yeah, and if you can't financially support us, we totally understand. The best thing you could do for us is tell your friends, tell them why you like the podcast, why they should listen to it. Second best thing is to leave us a five-star written review on the podcast directory. That makes a huge difference for people finding the show, and it makes us feel warm and validated. And if you didn't like the podcast... Or if you just thought it was meh. Well, have a heart. I'm worried you don't eat enough. <laughs> if you want to reach out to us individually on social media, you can. You can find me on Mastodon as Daniel at Anderlik, A-N-D-R-L-I-K dot org. You can find me on our Discord. I'm Stace Windu. What are you, my mom? I'm at Slampotato on Twitter and at Slampotato at Dice.Camp on Mastodon. I mean, it's probably really good protein, just saying. <laughs> I'm T with the Unicorn on Twitch and Realty Unicorn on Twitter. All right, that's it for us. Hope you enjoyed the show. We'll be back next week with New Manera. Have a good day, night, weekend, or whenever you listen to this. And bye! bye.